Hey, what's going on? This is Fran. JCL. This is DB Richards. Another episode of Inzaguri, and tonight we have our special guest. The lucky one, David. David. As a matter of fact, yep, there he is, right on the phone already. How's it going, man? It's good, it's good. Okay, um, it's kind of hard to look up some stuff. Um, How long have you been in this business so far? Uh, I started training towards the end of 2015, so about going on uh, four years now. Okay, you're second generation. Your dad is Lucky Larry. Um, yeah, that's, that's Tell right. me what he taught um, taught you about the business. You see what he had to tell me about the business? Yeah. Uh, well, he used to always, you know, he used to always bring me around the business I, as a kid. So I was always around the business. I was always around the wrestlers. Um, so I always saw, like, the ins and outs. You know, I never really saw, like, anything bad, but I seen a lot of the guys having fun and enjoying what they were doing, and, you know, that helped me wanted to, you know, further my career in wrestling. Who was the first wrestler that you actually got to hold a conversation with? First wrestler? as a, uh, Talking about when I was a kid? Yeah, or just the first one that, like, I mean, that that just comes to mind that you that you remember. Uh, one of the first ones, uh, well, besides my father, uh, is uh, Frank, Frank Cody, uh, who also uh, runs LAW, but when he was a wrestler, I would talk to him. I used to talk to Bay Ragney, who a lot of fans would know as Chubby Dugley, um, and just whoever else I was around, Maverick, you know, Nor- uh, Norm the Barfly, a lot of those guys that I would always, you know, talk to. Yeah, I see that. Um, that's the LAW crew right there. Um Great people. Um, Brian Socher told me if a bunch of people that I, if I want to stay around and talk to, would be Frank Cody and um, Bay and all them guys. You know what I mean? Because they're good people, and, and that's what yeah. you need around you. You don't need negativity in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we have now. You um, don't need negativity. You need to stay off the internet. Oh, I do need exactly. sales, and I, I do go crazy, but, like, yes, I know who I am. Exactly. But that's who the, I am. The internet is such a cesspool, but at the same time, it, it, there's, like, so many positives and negatives as far as social media goes when it comes to wrestling in general, so. I'll say. Yeah. So, who trained you? Who trained me? Um, Mike Keener. Uh, Mike Keener, a lot of people would know, referee for ECW, uh, TNA, WWE, he's well-known, well-respected in the, in the wrestling industry, so he helped ta- um, help train me. Um, also, Teddy Fine, he helped train me as well. Teddy Fine's a really good athlete. Um, he he tagged with um, Drew Blood. He he had Drew had a couple um, stories about him. <laughs> yeah, he also uh, he teamed up with Greg Spitz. Yes, Greg Spitz. Yes. <laughs> If you ever see those guys, you know, at an LEW show or any another wrestling show, check them out. They're great. Oh yeah, they're they're fun to watch. I I, I like talking to Greg. I have him coming back on um, next year, so yeah, stay a, tuned for that. Yeah, Greg is awesome. Yeah, part two. You know what I mean? He has stories yeah, for us. Um. So um. <laughs> so, what was the best advice that um Mike Keener taught you? Uh, the best advice he taught me was to keep my mouth shut and my ears open. What do you mean, keep your mouth shut and keep your ears open? Uh, when you're when you're in the locker room, you know, just listen to the veterans, listen how they, you know, how they carry themselves, or listen how they, you know, 
you know, they might go over a match or they might talk about certain things, you know, in wrestling. Just listen to the advice that they give you and don't, you know, try to act like you know it all because you don't, and, you know, just just listen to everybody. Just keep your ears open and just listen because there's a lot of advice being passed around in the locker room and, you know, you may not realize it, but it's just so much, you know, golden information just being, you know, spread out across the locker room. So you always want to pay attention to that. Correct, correct. Um, I know um, that, like, there was, I can't remember who told me this, but um, they considered you the new aide Chris Candino. Yes, I've, I've gotten that from a few wrestlers. Uh, I believe one of the guys that told me was, was Ethan. And uh, Ethan, who, who's a great wrestler himself, uh, and always had fun working with Ethan. Uh, he he had said it, and there's other wrestlers who have said, I've, you know, resemble Chris Candido. Uh, not by, you know, the hair, because <laughs> I don't have no hair, but um, <laughs> just like the the, rest, the, the mannerism, the, the style of wrestling, and just how I know how to work the crowd and everything. And, you know, that's so to them, you know, to be, for me to be uh, compared to Chris Candido is an honor because I grew up watching Chris Candido. Um, in the WWF and ECW, so to be compared to him, I mean, it's it's awesome. Okay, knowing that your dad was Lucky Larry and all, were they scared of you getting into the business, or they were they for you to get in the business? Oh man, yeah, my my father, he uh, he did not want me to get into the business. He, I used to always tell him I want to, you know, be a wrestler, and he would say no. You know, he didn't want me to get injured. He didn't want me to get hurt anyway. So uh, it took a while for him, you know, to, to accept it and say, okay, fine. You know, once I got older, I said, you know what? Hey, I'm going to give it a try and see how it is. And if it doesn't work out, fine. But I want to at least say that, you know, I gave it a try. And once I, I you know, I tried it out, I said, you know what? I love it. I'm sticking with it. And my dad said, okay, you know, good luck. Just try your best not to get injured. So, so far, I've been trying my best, you know, to stay healthy. Yeah, um, knowing that um, I see your dad at the LAW shows, and he gets into it with you, and you guys are like taking on whoever's the good guy is, and you guys are going after them, and it's fun to see your dad get behind you the whole time. Yeah, it's fun. You know, he's very supportive, and um, it, you know, my father was a big time, you know, Hill manager in the 90s and early 2000s and a lot of times he you know he says you know what I'm, I'm, I'm done with wrestling I'm just in the past and then you know one thing about wrestling is that it never leaves your blood once once it's there it's there and there's a lot of times that he's in the crowd and he gets right back into that character he gets right back into it and then he gets you know he gets that itch and he says you know, ah, you know he wants to get back in there you know it's it's addicting Some... I got a question. Um, now with um, 2019 getting ready to wind down, was there anything over this year, highlight-wise, uh, either career or personal, that were like a highlight for you? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of uh, things. Um, for one, I became a two-time DCW No Limit Champion, awesome. uh, which is which is great. I've been working hard in that you know, in that company to you know into. To win the belt, you know, it's an honor and and defend the belt. But I lost it and, and won it back, so that's that's a great highlight for me. And believe it or not, that's the I believe that's the first title I gotten, you know, and um, next to the LAW um, TV champion, uh, I lost that belt this year. So I had at one point I had the two belts, um, but also too uh, besides winning the the no limit title back, I also stepped into a tag team division. 
and uh, and another wrestling company called Super Crazy for Wrestling out mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. And I joined a tag team with uh, Tyre James, who's a great wrestler. And they put us together, and we instantly had chemistry, and uh, everybody's loving us so far. And right now, we're in a hunt for the tag team titles there at Super Crazy for Wrestling. So those been highlights for me, you know. And like I said, with the tag team division, I always wanted to be a tag team wrestler. So to have this opportunity to showcase what I can do as a tag team wrestler is awesome. So, so far, 2019 has been pretty good for me. Awesome. That, that is awesome, Dave. <clears throat> Speaking of tag team wrestling, so that's that's a topic online in general, like as far as like what you see on TV and maybe the independence. But where do you see tag team wrestling? Just in, I mean, for yourself personally, in this year and then going into next year. Where do I see tag team wrestling? Um, Con- compared see- to compared to how it's been like over maybe the past like five, ten, fifteen years. I think tag team wrestling is getting better. I think it's going to get even more popular. I think it's going to be the biggest thing in wrestling. I think there's opportunity right now for a lot of tag teams to really get noticed, you know, because tag team division is taking over, you know. Just like the women's division got put on notice and, you know, it, it took on pro wrestling for the past couple of years. And I think wrestling, uh, tag team division is going to get that same momentum and get that same look because for a while a lot of people wasn't paying attention to tag team wrestling so now you see guys like the revival and um and, and other guys on tv you see them like the undisputed era you see these guys and it's like wow man i didn't you know tag team wrestling's getting better and at one point you had guys like the midnight express and the road warriors and the rock and roll express and you didn't think you could get any better than that but now you see tag teams evolving and you know it's, it's, it's a great feeling to see where tag team and wrestling is going. The hottest periods of wrestling have always, like, if you notice over the years, whenever wrestling gets really popular, just overall, there's always really excellent tag team wrestling. Yes. Oh, yeah, big time. So what's your plans for um, next year? You know what I mean? Are you trying to look for other promotions to try to put your skills out there? Yes. Uh, next year, for one, I'm looking to get more uh, gold around my waist. That's number one. But also, two is to... Uh, get more notice out there in the wrestling world. You know, I've been in the East Coast wrestling up in uh, Delaware, Maryland, Philly, Jersey. So I've been all in that area. But now I want to start venturing out further. I want to go to, you know, maybe the west side of California or, you know, go to Atlanta. Or, you know, I just want to get my name more out there. I want more wrestling, you know, fans to see what I can do around the world. So my goals next year is to not only win belts, but also, you know, just just get my name out there more, you know, around the country. Has anybody else in the locker room um, helped you um, um, define your character more? Yes, I'm always uh, I'm always talking to different wrestlers, um, getting, you know, getting ideas from them, or I'll have them watch my match and, you know, critique it or see what I could do better with my, my character. Um, one of the guys that helped me with my character a lot is uh, Mr. Ulala great veteran he's been in you know he's been wrestling for over 30 plus years and I'm, I'm still learning so much from him and um and it's a lot of other guys you know uh, a lot of times uh even mike keener would give me advice or teddy five would you know give me advice when i talk to him about what i could do with my character there might be some wrestlers who will see me and say, you know what i love it what you're doing if you could add this or you know take this way and you know and they'll give me ideas and i'll take it and 
try to absorb as much as possible and try to fit into my character. So a lot of people always giving me advice and always listen and try to, you know, take it in. Outside of wrestling, um, is there any movies, music, any, et cetera, that you've taken inspiration with your character also? Uh, outside of wrestling, let's see, uh, I'm a big action movie guy, so I, I love action movies, especially uh, 80s action movies and, <laughs> and TV Make shows. Sure. A, a lot of, originally, my character was based off of 80s uh, villains and stuff, and, you know, so I always try to portray the villain from the 80s, and I'll, you know, I used to come out with the suits and everything, and, um, you know, I just try to take little pieces of, you know, stuff that I see on TV and movies that I'll add into my character or it might be like you know a, a certain line in, a, in a, a music you know I might listen to and I'll take the line and try to picture it and you know try to fit into my character yeah one of the looks that uh, I think JCL would agree with this that doesn't get enough love is the um is like the James Bond villain look oh yeah mm. yeah <laughs> they they wanted to um as villains, you know, on on the big screen, uh, you know, a lot of people don't pay attention to it. But I mean, a lot of those '80s movies, even '70s, see a lot of those villains. It's just like, wow, you could, you know, you get put into your character in wrestling, you know, in any way, shape, or form. And that's you get, you learn a lot. And like for me, honestly, that's what I feel like in general with like the whole dynamic of wrestling. That's what's missing. Like, like we have great heels, but we don't have villains anymore. You know what I mean? I truly uh, I agree with that. Well, 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 something else, and this is going back to an old Scott Hall interview that's on YouTube, I think, is uh, he said that the thing about, I mean, this could be incorporated into things outside of wrestling, is that there's a lot of old school stuff that people, ha- it's it's been gone for so long that it would be new again if it was used. I totally agree with that. Um, I think now you see a lot of villains or a lot of hills in wrestling. They're they want to be the cool villain. They want to be like Scott Hall, Kevin Ash. They want to be, you know, hey, I want people to love me. But I don't think, I think a lot of people are scared to play that villain like Kevin Sullivan or, you know, Abdullah the Butcher. A lot of those guys who cause riots in the building or wouldn't be scared, you know, to offend fans and, and would love it, you know, or like, you know, guys like Jim Cornette, you know, in, in the 80s, how he used to have riots and everything. And, you know, a, a lot of people today, I think, um, the Dudley try to stay away from the area, oh, yeah. so they try. You know, they I want to be that cool villain. I want people to know I'm not that. You know, that much of a bad guy. But sometimes it's fun to play that. You know, and I'm one of those people that. You know, I'm like, you know, I want to do that. That's something different you don't see today in wrestling. I want people to really hate me if I'm playing the hill. I want people to, you know, they they want to pay their last money to to come see me get beat up or get my teeth knocked out because you know I, I ticked them off so bad. You know, so. I think that's something that needs to be brought back in the wrestling. You need that hill that's, you know, you don't care what the fans think and you want the fans to really, truly hate them. You you want to be the opposite of Adam Cole, the heel who comes out to have the uh, the crowd, like, go along with his entrance. Yeah, I don't want that. I want, I want you know, the crowd to boo me. I want the, the fans to hate me and, you know, I want them to say, oh, man, I can't wait, you know, till this good guy comes and, and, and beat him up, you know, and, how Baron Corbin is. How Baron Corbin is. Everybody hates him. And uh, oh, yeah, Baron Corbin. I think he gets. To, he's one of the few that people naturally hate him. And, and, and he doesn't try to be that cool villain. He's just 
hey, you hate me, I'm going to give you other reasons to hate me, you know. You see that <laughs> WrestleMania, uh, the people hate him because they beat Kurt Angle. Yeah. Uh, they, and, it, and he loved it, you know, and that's something we need more villains like that in wrestling. Here's, here, uh, here's a question, though. As far as, I mean, yeah, you, you, you get the cool villains, like the, the one, you know, the ones that go for the pops, but what about the heels that do such a good job at being a heel that people love them for that? Yeah, and that's, and that's tough. Uh, you know, one guy who comes to my mind who's like that is uh, Sean Carr. I've seen Sean Carr wrestle um, as a villain, and, I mean, he got that look that... He got that look that people was like, oh, man, I want to punch him in the face, and people hate him. But I, I had um, friends who who been to wrestling shows who seen Sean Carr and was like, oh, my God, do they really hate this guy? Like, I mean, they truly believe, you know, the crowd hate him. and it, But they respect him because he's such a great wrestler. You know, it's like you had no choice but to, you know, you, you had no choice as a fan to cheer for him because he's, like, he's, he's a heck of a wrestler, but – I hate his personality, and you know that's what makes Sean Carr great. <laughs> you know a wrestler that comes to mind, one that just needs to get punched in the face, Jay White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Chris? What about Chris Jericho right now? Or or the one guy? Yeah, the one guy in all all elite wrestling who uh, is in the uh, MJF. No, not him. Um, the guy that everybody keeps saying that it's like a younger Eddie Guerrero. I keep forgetting his name. Oh, Sammy. Oh, uh, Sammy. Uh, I can't pronounce his last Sammy name. Sammy Guerrero. Yeah, Guerrero. First name is Sammy. Yeah, yeah, he's got the perfect punchable face. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he I, cleans up to it, and you know that's what makes him stand out. You brought Jim Cornette up with his um craziness going on right now. Everybody's pissed off with him. Are you pissed off with him too for the comments he said on NAW or NWO? NWO. Oh, NAW. I don't know what, what I said. What, what company is this? Yeah, NWA. Oh my gosh. Uh, You're good, man. Um, I, honestly, no. It, to be honest with you, like I've I heard Jim Cornette use that line before. You know, because I watch a lot of old NWA TV shows, so. I've heard Jim Cornette use that line, and I, I actually I laughed at it the first time I heard it. But um, when he said it this time around, it really I didn't pay much attention to it. I was focused so much on the match, and when they brought it to my attention, I said, "Ah, uh, you know, I, I see what Jim Cornette was was going with the with the with, with the same, but you can't say that you know in today's society because it's not the same as it was in the '80s. So you can't use that same line." But, you know, I, I get the context he was trying to use it in, but it was bad timing and just you can't use that today. But um, but also, too, I think with Jim Cornette is that he plays up to the to the fans. So he, um, you know, I think he does a lot of stuff just to piss the fans off purposely, you know, so, um, you know. He's got a very old school mentality. He does. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing. Yeah, very old school. I, I have a, like a weird question. Like, um, how would it be like now if Bobby Heenan was around now, taking the spot of um on Raw and saying all the crap he's been saying back in the day? Um, he would. Uh, you see, there's there's some comedians I think that Bobby Heenan falls under a line. It's kind of like the stuff that uh, George Carlin used to say. Like that stuff just won't. Like half the stuff won't get away with it unless. You're just so brilliant with your words that people are like, you know what? Uh, yeah, it's funny. <clears throat> I I agree. Yeah, um, 
like I remember Bobby he used to make fun of big big women. Um, <laughs> today you can't do that, you know, because. A lot of, I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff was funny when Bobby Heenan said it then. But if he was the, if he was still alive and try to use it today, <laughs> it would go over well. It, it would probably be protests outside of the, the, the buildings, and you know, it's, it'd be a lot going on. <laughs> okay, um, I like to call this um this one um table of five. So you're you're sitting at the table. Name me four people that inspired your career. Four people that we have at the table with me. Yes. Oh man, that'll be a, man, that's a good one. Um, first four that come to mind. First four that come to mind. Uh, number one would probably be Bret Hart. Okay. Uh, I'll also add Sting in there. Okay. Uh, another one would be uh, Ric Flair. Okay. And ready for this one? A lot of people, a lot of people probably be like, "What?" When I tell them this, but uh. The fourth one for you, the Ultimate Warrior, and he was still around. Okay. Yeah, those, those are the four people who inspired me, you know, especially growing up and made me want to watch wrestling and get into it. So those four guys there, those are the ones I would love to sit there and talk to and gather as much information from them as possible and just learn, you know. And once you get back to the, you know, keep your mouth closed and your ears open, just just listen, you know. <laughs> you learn a lot. So I, I'm a big fan of... um. Ribs, pranks, stuff mm, like that. Um, ribs sounds good right now. I know, doesn't it? Mm, ribs. Um, have you ever got um pulled on by a rib, or have you done a rib to someone? Uh, <laughs> I never, I never got a rib yet. I know. Hopefully, he, hopefully, I never get ribbed. But um, uh. But I did. Uh, I was supposed to be a part of a rib, and I. Messed it up, and it was funny because it was um, with Mike Keener, and we was gonna rib another wrestler named uh, Chuck Payne, and uh, okay. we was and we was in training, and Chuck didn't show up yet, and Mike came up to me and said, "Hey, we're gonna pull a rib on Chuck," and I said, "Okay, cool," and he never told me what the rib was, so <laughs> so when Chuck pulled up in, into the building, he told Chuck, "Hey, uh, Dave is really pissed off at you right now, you know," so might want to stay clear from him. So Chuck is really concerned at this point. Wait, I don't, I'm trying to figure out what I did to Dave to piss him off. And so Chuck comes to me all concerned, uh, you know, hey, uh, Dave, is everything okay? And Mike never, you know, he never gave me the heads up about the rib. And I was like, yeah, everything's fine. You know, what's going on? He was like, oh, I heard he was pissed off at me. And I was like, no, everything's cool. <laughs> he was like, oh, well, Mike told me that, you know, that he was really pissed off, like you wanted to fight, and I, I, I just want to make sure nothing was wrong. You know, I make sure I didn't do nothing. I was like, "Oh no!" Then I thought about it. I said, "Oh wait, maybe that was put up in the rib." <laughs> <laughs> and Mike just <laughs> said at me, walked away. <laughs> I said, "Well, <laughs> I'm not the person to do ribs right now." So, <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you a rib that I like to do to Dave Keener all the time. Um, we were trying up because before we started doing interviews and all. I wanted to um to do an interview and try out Dave just give us some things. And I asked him, Oh, do you have any road stories, anything like that? Absolutely, I got a road story for you, D B. I had this one story before where I was on a road trip with Gangrel. He was in the back seat and Gangrel fell asleep. And that's my story. No, seriously, that was the story. 
<laughs> so so Dave, his reaction was, "Oh, that's that's great, Keener. Uh, any other stories? No, no, that's it. That's all I can tell." Oh man, this. Oh man, we're gonna get a lot of views with this one. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, thank you, man. This is great." Um, <laughs> but um, now like um, when he hears it on the um, podcast, and he goes, "Oh fuck, they got me again." <laughs> Or I get the wrestlers that go up to him, ask him, it's like, yo, do you have a story about Gangrel? And just fuck with him. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah, yeah but Keener's been really supportive of us, of us, and he's been helping out a lot, so we always give him credit when he, you know, talk about him. Yeah, we love him, man. He's he's family. So, <laughs> but what do you do family? You rib <laughs> you know I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but um, 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 Frank Cody told us a story about, um, they were watching, like, wrestling, and, um, they told Dave to go down to get the pizza. Dave just gives the guy the money and pockets the tip. <laughs> <laughs> you should check that um, interview out. That's a funny episode. Oh, I didn't know that this was for the driver. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know for the driver. I just kept it. <laughs> I thought you were tipping me. <laughs> I took the tip. I went downstairs and got the pizza. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. In the four years, um. If you if you went back in time, would you do it all over again? Uh, yeah, I, I really would. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, like especially you know, here's the thing: like when I first started, there was times, especially you know, in the beginning, a lot of people get frustrated, and I was one of them. I was like, man, is this really for me? I I, I don't know. Like maybe I'm over my head with this, you know, because it get frustrating, you know. Well, just learning the basics of wrestling just it, it, it's tough it really is and um, I've seen people walk away from it and say it's, it's too much you know and so just to learn everything and then as you get older as the you know the years go on and days go on you're starting to understand a little bit more you're like oh wait now I get it now it's starting to make sense so yeah gaining the, with the knowledge I have now from wrestling if I was to go back four years from now and do it all over again I definitely would would you would you change anything towards the? Um, I would probably change my ring gear that I started out with. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, other than that, I, I wouldn't change it. Okay. Did you have some? Um, I, I had something again. Um, so um, I'm 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 blanking out now. But um, blank man, <laughs> blank man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Shit, I had the question. So, um, L, what, um, uh, gosh, I don't know what to say now. Hold on. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Take a breath. Relax. Relax. Clear okay. your mind. Clear you're, my mind. You're good, you're good. Okay, um, so. So. So, I went blank on all the questions in my head. Well, then forget those questions. questions <laughs> what happened. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought I knew them all. <laughs> so, in the four years, um, have you ever soiled yourself, vomit in a match? <laughs> no, no, uh, I haven't had to happen. Just been times um, I've gotten clothesline. I remember one time, um, it might have been with Chuck Payne. I think he clotheslined me so hard. You know, I, I passed gas, you know, real loud. I was like, crap. <laughs> and, you know, I said, lucky I ain't eat nothing heavy. But, 
that's the closest ever came today. You know. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell you a story. Dave Dodd told me never say that question ever again. And we were at Icons and Prime, Prime um, Crime Time was there, and and he was telling them like told them telling me to stop asking the question. And Shay's like, "What's the question?" And I told him the question. He goes, "Oh my gosh, that's the greatest question in the world." Bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> and they you, know, you hear a lot of funny stories about that happening to wrestlers, you know. I think the most memorable story people know is uh, Andre the Giant, you know. <laughs> yeah, he always had an issue, but yeah, that's, it, it, it happens. It's, it's you, not, know, you don't it, think it happened in wrestling, but it happens. And, you know, especially if you have, um, if you got the, the short wrestling tights on, like, you know, like flaring them, and, uh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I think the whole thing is the fact that, like, when it comes to some of the other names, uh, I can't imagine if we ever... <laughs> of course, Andre's dead, but it's... Uh, excuse me, Mr. Andre the Giant. Have you ever shit your pants? Um, <laughs> as, man, man, DB, do I have a story for you? <laughs> <laughs> but Shay, Shay told us a good one about him, Matt Morgan, and JTG in the um, OVW ring. They stunk up the whole place. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you see them in the future, ask them that story. <laughs> I will do. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. You said that question already. On your bucket list, who would you like to face next year? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Next year, um. I would love to wrestle Eric Martin. Um, I, I think him and I would really have a solid match. I mean, we wrestled in the past, but we're older now. We're more seasoned, so I would love to wrestle Eric Martin. Um, other guys I would love to wrestle. Um, there's so many, so many good wrestlers out there. I mean, the, <laughs> so many to choose from. But uh, I would love to wrestle a lot of the top guys out there a lot. Um, yeah, I can't wait it, to see you do all that too, man. Yeah, I mean the possibility is there, you know, but that's why you know that's part of me just get my name out there so a lot of those wrestlers will see who I am and say, you know what, I want to see where he's staying at in wrestling and I want to face him. So that that's that's the goal. I think that'll be step one to face a lot of those top name guys in the indie indies uh, business right now. Is you know, just get my name out there more. You know, get their attention. Yeah. I like when I started like um going to the LA double show with um Dave Keener, I was like, Crap, dude, Dave Reed's awesome, man. Like the match you had and I was like, Holy crap, the guy has talent And I wanted to keep on watching, you know what I mean? And Dave's like, Yeah, dude like he keeps on telling me people to watch and your name was on the list too and I was like, Okay and I'm like I didn't know Dave like I thought Dave just like just randomly just went out and just say, oh, this guy's awesome, this guy's awesome, this guy's awesome. And then you see him, you're like, oh, um, okay, what's so special about this guy? But, like, you have talent, man. Um, Here's a question for you. Thank you. So, I remember, I mean, this was years ago, went to a Chikara show, and I think this was around the time that uh, Claudio, uh, you know, Cesaro was still wrestling there. And the the one thing that always came to mind was, was like, when is this guy going to get his big break, you know? 
Who's the first person that comes to mind that you've worked with or you see on the independents who you're like, why hasn't this guy been called to like a big contract by now? Oh, that's a that's that's a good one. Uh, <clears throat> there's so many guys out there. I, I know, especially um, Chris Wild is one of them. I think yeah. Chris Wild, will, he's one of the guys that I think will definitely get his uh, break real soon. Um, another guy, like I said, Eric Martin. I feel as though Eric Martin right now should be in AEW or at least NXT. You know, um, but those guys, I see an MCW. Uh, uh, there's guys at MCW who I'm, I'm looking at them and I'm like, man, like those guys right there, they, they should, they should be up there. You know, and, and I think their time will come. There's a lot of great talent out there right now, all across the indie scene. Um, and I always tell people go support indie wrestling because you know, guys you see on NXT, they started there and they're AEW. So, you know, go out and support these guys while they're trying to, you know, get their names out there and, you know, there's so many great wrestlers out there right now that a lot of people don't know about or hear about or see, you know, they're out there. So, but I think a lot of guys, especially now with a lot of wrestling companies like AEW and NWA and MLW, they're on the rise. So there's more opportunity, you know, to be on TV and get your face out there and showcase your talent. One guy, I'm going to say his name. I think he will be great in the, um, agent area is Mr. Ola. You know what I mean? In the what area? They um the back in the agent area, like the like to coach the matches to help. Oh, you know what I mean? like an agent. The agent, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I I I totally agree. Um, it's funny because with Mr. Ola, um, <laughs> he actually taught me how to call a match on the spot. You might hear wrestlers saying, "Oh, we you know they'll talk about it in the back and stuff." And Ulala actually, I went to him and I said, hey, you know, what are we doing in the match? He said, we'll play off, you know, we'll go out there and play by ear. Play how to, you know, however the fans react to to us, we'll go off of that. And I'm like, wait, what? And it, you know, I'm like, oh, crap, you know. But then, honestly, I find that to be more easier. You know, and he, and he told me, he said, you know, he learned that from George Animal still taught him that. And he said, ever since then, it just, he, that's what he's been doing. And he's teaching that to us, the younger wrestlers. And I'm, actually, I find it to be a lot more easier to just go out there and just have fun and play off the fans and just go from there, you know. And he's great when it comes to stuff like that. You know, like I said, he's been wrestling for over 30-plus years, so he has a lot of knowledge. And he's great with, you know, just giving advice and, and, and helping wrestlers out. And another good thing about him, he's willing to work with younger talent. He, I mean, he... He wrestled me uh, a couple months into the business, and he said, I want to wrestle him and help teach him along. And he does it with a lot of guys. So, I mean, he'll be great, you know, as an agent for for any company. Yeah, I can't wait to do the interview with him. He's going to be coming up this year, next year. So I'm hyped for it. Here's another question. This is one that actually comes um, – is a topic quite often is – so – you have the style of wrestling that they show on uh, NXT, and it's really kind of like a, a play on like how a lot of the, uh, you know, the <laughs> independent matches go. And um, do you feel that that's just kind of the style that that's just the current style, and that's just how wrestling's going, or that maybe it could be toned down? Um, 
I think honestly, I think that's the style is going. Um, wrestling is always evolving, and I think what NXT is doing is uh, they're doing a lot of the indie matches, but they're adding, they're mixing it with with stories. You know, like how WWE likes to tell stories, and they're adding that to the matches, and he added more drama and suspense. And they're setting a new standard for wrestling now for a lot of wrestlers. So I think that's where it's going now. As you will see a lot of, uh, you see, and nothing NXT is doing. They're taking a little bit of old school and mixing with a lot of new school. And, you know, they mix a lot of that now and making the matches longer, but telling stories. And, and you know, I think a lot of wrestler, a lot of wrestling companies see that now. So, you know what? That's the new standard. That's the direction they're going. We're going to go with that direction, and we might have to add a little bit onto that as well to what NXT is doing. So, yeah, I think that's that's where wrestling is heading now, which is good. But would you agree or disagree that we need to see less Canadian Destroyers? <laughs> oh, definitely got to see less Canadian Destroyers, less super kicks. Um, I'm not a big fan of doing a big move constantly over and over again or – I hate seeing, you know, every match do the exact same moves, you know. and uh, That's why I like to set myself different from everybody. I want to do something different. Well, everybody's doing Canadian Destroyers, and which is great that you know, got Ricky Morton doing it, but to have everybody do Canadian Destroyer and Super Kicks, One of I'm the... not a big fan of that. I'd rather, I want to see, I want to see somebody work a, a, a pinky finger for a match. <laughs> I want to see somebody, like, you know, tell a story about working the knee instead of, you know, a Canadian destroyer five minutes into the match and then kicking out. <laughs> one of the, not, um, not a big fan of that. <laughs> one of the biggest jokes is, I mean, as, as amazing as Adam Cole is, it's funny that his finishing move, the Shining Wizard, is set up with a Canadian destroyer. I mean, you would think that, like, the Canadian destroyer would be the finish, but it's not. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least I would like to see the Shining Wizard maybe be the setup to the Canadian Destroyer, but it's the other way around for him. And I don't know. It's, if that's what, you know, him and Triple H wants, hey, you know, if, if that's what the fans love, hey, that's what, he, that's what he do. But I'm not a fan of it. But <laughs> they, there's a million fans out there who love it. So, hey, who am I? <laughs> when you're talking about working on, like, um, wrestlers that work on little things like pinky fingers and body parts. So what's your opinion on Pete Dunne? I love Pete Dunne. Uh, I think Pete Dunne, he tells a story when he, uh, when he works on a body part. You know, it doesn't make things going for the hands and stuff. He wants to work on your fingers. And, you know, uh, you, you, weaken, you weaken their fingers there, the, the hands, they can't really throw a punch or they can't really bite you off. The, you know, because he always attacks that, that body part and that's his, his main thing but um, one thing you see about Pete Dunne he doesn't do the exact same moves over and over again in the match he's always doing something else and he always tells a story when he's working on the body parts so I think that's what Pete Dunne he reminds me of a Steven Regal you know so mm -hmm. that's what I love about Pete Dunne see for the only move I want to see in matches is the Integori so, <laughs> of course, you do. because I want somebody to just keep on doing it, and they're like, "Look at that! That's the next um move that everybody's gonna get pissed off about." Yeah, you know, don't be surprised if that if that happens somewhere down the line. Um. Okay. Um. If somebody wants to get into the wrestling business, um, what would you tell them to go look for? 
if they're trying to get into the business? A legitimate training school. Um, if, if they're trying to get into the business, the first thing I would tell wrestlers uh, or anybody who wants to get into the business is, um, honestly, is work on your conditioning first. I think because conditioning is a big, big part in wrestling. And, you know, you want to at least come in at least somewhat prepared to, you know, be conditioned, you know. So that's, you know, go to a gym or even at home, just, you know, start working on conditioning. But also find a good wrestling school to go to. Um, there's some wrestling schools out there who don't really do too much, but there's also really good ones out there all over that that will help you. You got a lot of great companies out there who got a lot of great wrestlers who's willing to train you the right way and teach you the right way instead of just, hey, I'm going to take your money, you know. So definitely, you know, look into finding a great school in your area or near your area. Um, look into it, you know, talk to some people. And, uh, believe it or not, a lot of wrestlers, if you message them um, or talk to them at, a, at an event, a lot of them will talk will talk to you and try to steer you to the right direction of where to go mm-hmm. to get properly trained. So that's, so that's good. So, yeah, definitely um, condition yourself. Uh, look and do uh, look into the right school to train at. And also, too, mostly do your homework. Watch a lot of the wrestling, whether it's old school wrestling or, you know, the wrestling today. Watch it, learn it, pick a wrestler that you like and just, you know, watch how they move in the ring. And you'll learn a lot from that as well. So those are my advice for anybody who wants to uh, get into the business. Okay. And also know that it's not it's not easy. It's not you know what you see on TV. That's that's on TV, and those are guys who's been you know training for for years. So when you step into the um into the ring, or you know, when you decide to you know to pursue a wrestling career, know that it's it's not easy. It's tough. It's but no joke. You'll, you'll have fun, but you got it. You know, but it's, it's not an easy thing to do. There's very few people that basically like comes naturally to them no. yeah. I mean, they're out there but it's few and far between yeah there's a lot of I mean I've seen guys who come in and just naturally just right away they they get it or you know they they absorb everything fast whereas other people might take them a few months or maybe years to get you see guys coming right away and they pick it up right away and you know you do got guys like that you know Okay, um, in wrestling, you always work the left. If somebody works the right, do you think they're shooting on you? <laughs> uh, well, from what I was told was uh, if they work the right, that means they've been training in Mexico. Because okay. apparently in Mexico, they do the opposite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it just might be somebody who just not properly trained. <laughs> it's like, oh, you must be Franco Conan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Somebody told me that before. They're like, yeah, why not ask that question? Yeah, there's times um, in the rain, you you know, you might work the right. It, it depends, you know, on certain moves. But, uh, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, you work the left. It just, and it flows. A lot of people ask why I work the left. It just, it's hard for me to explain it, but it just, everything flows better working the left. Okay. You, you you run into less awkward moments like two wrestlers uh, running into each other in a headbung at the same time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the way how everything flows in the rain, it just it, it's better to work, you know, work 
that's not you know you don't have to worry about bumping into each other or running awkwardly around each other it's just everything just works better that way so if um do you believe in um blading yourself or for certain kind of matches or <laughs> I never I've never had that happen um but um if I was to be in a, in a match like that, I would yeah, I'd trust to believe myself. I I was always told never have nobody else, you know, cut you because, uh, yeah, because they don't know. You know, they might go cut too deep and, you know, that, you really that, be that, a, a real shitty what, situation. We see <laughs> what happens when New Jack does it. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that That's what happened to um, Bret Hart and David Boy Smith. You know what I mean? he Bret didn't want to cut him and... And David didn't know how to do it. Actually, you know what? Um, there was a story about, the, like, the, the mass transit incident where uh, Blue Meanie was talking about it. He said that he, he kind of sided with New Jack on this story because of the fact of, if anybody would know how to blade, it's New Jack. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, apparently, uh, I'm he, he the, the, the kid did not belong in there to start out with, and he just got fucked up. Exactly, yeah, and with that situation, uh, there's a guy who I don't think he was ever trained, and he gets to the ring with New Jack, and, you know, you want New Jack to, to, New Jack, he's, you know, he's cut himself plenty of times, so he knows what to do, and, you know, but in that situation, you know, just, you never know, you can cut somebody too deep, and, you know, next thing you know, they scream blood out their head like a faucet, like the whole mass transit incident. Yeah. And then you have other times where uh, people cut themselves and it goes bad, like um, Bill Alfonso and Bueller. Mm. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. I was just watching that recently. Uh, yeah. One of the most violent matches in history. I mean, something you don't want to do, but I mean, eventually, like, um, a, a veteran told me before about that. He said, you know, the first time, you know, you're scared to do it, but then after doing it a couple times, you're like, oh, okay, I, I know how far to cut, or, you know, I know... I know a certain part of my head where to cut at, you know. So I mean, eventually, you know, you become a pro at it. Eventually, and <laughs> after then you got, you know, you got guys like you know Ric Flair and you know or Dusty Rose when he was alive, who head was so soft that they didn't need to cut themselves. Just you know, Ric Flair, he just, head, and then he they, just needs to squirm a little everywhere. bit. <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, the match that you grew up watching and you tell people like, oh, this is the greatest match of all time in your words. Like a lot of people say, um, the Randy what's, Savage. What's versus... the one match that you tell, like when you're like, I'm going to introduce you to wrestling, watch this match. Uh, the first match, or actually the best match that come to my mind would be Bret Hart against Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam 91. Dude, somehow like we should be best friends. Because I consider it the same thing, and Bret Hart's my favorite wrestler. So somehow we need to be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that match, I, I love watching that match. I want, it's, man. Like, that's, if, that's one match you want to show anybody who's never watched wrestling before or who wants to study wrestling. That's the match right there. And then uh, I'll say um, Michaels and um, Razor for the latter match. That was awesome. Yes, yeah. Michaels and Razor, to this day, in my opinion, had the best ladder match. It wasn't they didn't need to do you know all these spots, but 
the story they told during that match, which made it great. Yeah, big time. Like, there's, like, I'm picky about certain matches, and, like, I think they're great and all that. But, so... Do you... you know, another match that a lot of people, a lot of people may not think about it, but, um, in my opinion, as far as you want to know how to, you know, storytelling in match is, uh, Ultimate Warrior against Macho Man at WrestleMania 7. Ooh, and it wasn't the best technical match, but from a storyline standpoint, you're telling the story... One of the best, and Macho Man was was on top of his game at that time. So the story that they told in that match is just oh, uh, if you ever want to learn how to tell a story in a, in a wrestling match, watch that. Yeah, I was thinking you were gonna say Warrior versus Rick Rude. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, not that match. <laughs> was, um, what was it? Um, Rick Rude. Um, Rick Rude had a match with Bret Hart, the only match they ever had, and um. He um Vince asked him to wrestle him, tell him what he thought about him. And um Rick Rue went back and said, Yo, he he got it and that's the story of Bret Hart. You know what I mean? Like how he got pushed in WWE because of Rick Rude. And that's in Bret Hart's book somewhere. Oh wow. Yeah. Have you yeah, read I that? I'd love to see that match. Oh yeah. Dude, it's like um Bret Hart talked about um him versus Dominic Kid and Camping, um, Canadian Stampede, and he's like, that was one of his favorite matches. The ladder match with um, um, Kid and all, and he's like, yeah, and like he was telling in his book, um, that Kid was um, was stiff in his matches against Brett, and Brett didn't know why. So half of the Canadian Stampede matches he had was like stiff, and he and Brett just took him, you know. And, So, yeah, Brett. Brett is definitely uh, one of the best wrestlers out there. I mean, you got a lot of people say Jericho is the best, or um, you know, Triple H or whatever. But uh, Bret Hart is one of the best technical wrestlers in wrestling history. I mean, the guy knew how to tell a story. He knew how to wrestle. I mean, the, the the moves that he did, it was perfect. You know, no pun intended, but it was perfect the way how he did a lot of those moves. Yeah. And he, he, he was awesome great, in the ring. And he took great pride in not injuring anybody. Yeah, yeah. that was the one thing Brett said. He, you know, he never injured anybody in the ring. And that's an honor in wrestling, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think Jericho, like, every time he debuts, he always has a horrible match. Yes, with his, with his many debuts. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's what he said in his books. Like, every debut he had, he always has a bad match. Um, and then we look at it and go, that's not that bad. <laughs> well, everybody's going to be their biggest critic. I mean, that's why they're as high up in, in the business as they are. So, so talking about critics and all, are you a critic of your own matches? I am. <laughs> I, I hate, I'm one of the guys I hate to watch my matches, but um, a lot of veterans told me, you have to watch it, even though it's cr- it might be cringy to you, but you got to watch your own matches. That's the only way you're going to learn to get better. Um, there's a lot of times where I'll watch a match, and I'm thinking, you know, when I'm actually wrestling, I'm like, oh, man, I did great. But then I go look back at it, and it might be the way how I was moving in the ring or my head did a certain move. I'm like, oh, I hate this. And then I just start, like, picking little things out and – and then I'm like, oh, you know, but it helps at the same time because you're like, okay, 
I know what I did wrong or what I felt like I did wrong. Now I can, I can do better the next time. Oh yeah. Um, do you have any social media or any upcoming dates? Yes, uh, social media. The fans can find me on Facebook at um, Dave Reed R E E D. Um, you can find me on there. I'm always posting stuff on their videos and upcoming dates on there. Um, I also have an Instagram called uh, I'm on Instagram Rumble Read Rumble. You'll see me on there as well. I'm always posting on there. Twitter, I get on there sometimes. Uh, but on Twitter, I'm Mister. What is my name on? Oh my gosh, I forgot my name on Twitter. But <laughs> That's I'm all for Twitter. The thing is, I'm always promoting. I'm always promoting my social media pages on, on on Facebook and Instagram. So you'll see me post, you know, my Twitter account on there and my Instagram account. So always keep a lookout on that. Um, also, I'm always posting my development uh, shows I'll be on in the area. Um, currently, I have um, next Saturday. I'll be in Brooklyn, New York for Capital Wrestling. So if anybody in the New York area want to come check that out, please, you know, Capital Wrestling is really good. Um, January the 11th, back in Philadelphia, my hometown, for Super Crazy Pro Wrestling at Toman Joe, which is in South Philly. So if you're available that Saturday, come through. You know, see me, I'll be going for the tag team titles with Tyre James that night. So... Everybody, you know, come check that out. But they also got great other great matches on there as well. And then also to um, January the 18th, I'll be in DCW uh, out in Marydale, Delaware, and I'll be defending my DCW No Limit title. So if you're in the Delaware area, come out there and check me out. Also, you see me on YouTube. Just type in Dave Reed Wrestler. You'll see some of my matches on there as well. Before we wrap things up, that uh, just earlier when you were trying to like remember your Twitter account, you're like, I don't remember what it is. Don't feel bad about that because one time when we were interviewing Frankie Picard, I believe it was, and he was trying to tell he was trying to tell us his upcoming show dates, and he was like, Yeah, I, I, this isn't this isn't word by word, but basically it was like, Yeah, I'm wrestling um, two Saturdays from now, and I don't remember which company it was for. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like, I know I'm wrestling in a couple weeks, but I don't remember where. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's times I'll, I'll forget, because a lot of times you, like, a lot of times I'll get, I'll be wrestling every Saturday, and I'm like, wait, what company is it again? So <laughs> I have to go look at my calendar, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's this company. So, But I'm always on social media promoting every company that I'm at. So if you ever want to find out, okay, where's next time you'll be in my area, just go on my Facebook or mostly Facebook or Instagram. You go in there and you'll see I'm always promoting every company that I'm at. So you'll always be up to date. That's also one more thing that we also like to try to tell anybody that goes on the show was that if they want to promote on our uh, Facebook page, even though our Facebook page kind of looks like a uh, Craigslist page for a wrestling show. <laughs> but um, like, feel free to share. We yeah, try, we share, try to, we share try to, some um, matches, whatever yeah. you want to do. Get people, get people started talking. See what they yeah, think definitely. of your match. Whatever you know, what I mean. Um, and when you see Tierra James, he said, "Well, I still want to do an interview with him." He he no showed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely get that word to him. You know, I think you know he's so busy now, especially because he's a he's a personal trainer. You know, he's a big guy, man. He's 
in great shape. You know, I'm. I'm, I'm oh, dude, I, I see. Kill. I see things with him, and it's like, gosh, I still want that interview. Now he pulled. <laughs> he pulled a psycho Sid. He had a softball game to go to. Oh, he had, he had a softball game to go to. That's what it was. <laughs> I think he was playing against Sid in, in a softball game. <laughs> Uh, Sid is a very cool guy. I talked uh, baseball with him recently. You know what I mean? So, um, like I say um, to everybody that comes on to the Instagram, when you come on to the Instagram, you become family. So, welcome to the family. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, <laughs> like any time if you're in the area or something like that, it's like, hey, um, I want to I wanna have an interview or I want to talk about something. You're always welcome. If you ever need an Uber awesome. and Lyft. Don't call one of them. Call Dave. Yeah, if you need like a ride somewhere, it's like I don't feel like driving, but I know Dave's in Delaware. <laughs> I'll give him a free ticket to get in, and he can like drive down with me. And I, I I'm doing a, I'm gonna ride with Frankie to um, um North Jersey somewhere and watch the show. You, know you need mean? to give Frankie yeah. like a bo- <laughs> you need to give Frankie a bonus card or whatever with like rewards points. Oh, he got reward points. He get. He gets the front seat. He can play with the radio. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. JCL, take a sip. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, Fra- Frankie's like the awesome dude. I had fun all hanging out with him. And guess who? Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. So, and the crazy thing, here's the schedule for um, um, for n- next year and next week. Um. And the funny thing is, um, Frankie was the first person to give us um, the opportunity um, to come on and do the first interview. So I put him on for the last interview of the year. So December 29th, I got Frankie Picard. On uh, January 5th, Grizzly Redwood. I found him. I was awesome. I found him. <laughs> you found him in the woods. Yes. Um, I hope I say her name right. Um, January 12th, Ad Dean Steele. Adine still. Yeah. I hope I said that right. I don't want to screw that up. Um, and then January, night, January 19th, we got Greg Spitz Part 2. I want to call it Deuce. Part Deuce. Don't call it that. <laughs> wait, wait, chip. wait. Greg Spitz the shit? No. <laughs> he spits or swallows. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's his tag partner. Tommy Swallows. Tommy Swallows? No, um... Uh, Brian Sosa and Greg Spitz um, has some good stories. I would like to hear more of them from back in the day of EC um, independent scenes. Yeah, get Sosa back on. Oh, dude, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to them um, next week. I, I'm going out and hanging out with old friends. But yeah. um, February second, we got Sean Donovan. This guy is amazing. I can't wait to talk to him. Um, February 9th, we got this guy from mid. He's like in the midst, um, the mid north area. Um, Garrison Creed, he's a Marine. So we're going to talk some Marine stuff, and then we're going to talk about his wrestling career. Oh, dude, you can ask him what he thinks of Randy Orton. Oh, maybe. We'll ask. Um, and then February 23rd, we got um, Johnny Moran. And then the one that is going to be awesome for all of us is March 1st, Mr. Ulala. You finally got him. I got him. And he lives in your development. Yeah, he lives Should've in... forgot it by now. He lives somewhere in my development. I don't know where. Well, if you ever saw him, he'd be pretty easy to find. Like, you know, just look for the big purple suit. I know he works at a supermarket somewhere, right? <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Ooh la la does not work at a supermarket, okay? Um, March 15th. <laughs> March 15th, we got Sean Carlson. Um, March 27th, um, 2nd, we got Kit Osborne. 
Um, March 29th, we got Christian Ross. Did you go on like a? Did you go on a spree? Because I don't remember all these. Oh, I just recently got people back, and they. Cause, cause you were like, oh, we're wrapping things up, and all of a sudden, I'm like, where did all these come from? <laughs> and then, um, Christian Ross, um, this kid has talent. Um, you should check out Christian Ross, K, K R I S T, and I think he's got talent. You should check him out. He's a big guy. He's like six foot. Dave, you should check yeah. him out. Keep your eyes out for him. He he he, he got trained by Matt Tremont. And I think he should be away from the hardcore stuff. And I think he would be great as... You know what I mean. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's right up there with... Um, I think we Amanda, checked I think out, too. Chuck Payne is in that same, uh, in that same company as well. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure they, they, they had their battles. Uh, or they might... I don't know. Like I've, I've, They probably had their battles already. But, uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye out on him. Like I said, it's a lot of great wrestlers out there uh you mentioned frankie picard he's great um he actually i in my early years of you know in, in the business i wrestled with frankie and i learned a lot from him um he taught me how to just slow it down in the ring you know slow everything to this process because oh and he's been in there you know with a lot of great wrestlers so you know he's one of the guys that anybody could go and talk to and get advice from so frankie is definitely a a great guy to talk to. And then um, I got two more dates left. Um, April 12th, Sam, um, Sammy um, Pandora. You know who she is. And yeah. um, and a, um, April 19th, we got Johnny Nova. So that's our schedule for next year. And I hope the second half after that will be a good um, lineup too. So yeah, you, got a, you got a stacked lineup right there. A lot of people... Man, yeah, that's a great lineup right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, my, my one, um, my one, I want to try to get is Red Titus, but I'm going to try to talk to him on the sec third. That's when I'm going to go to that show. So yeah. I want to try to talk to him and try to get him. And plus, I want to try to get him to, to go to um, Icons in April. So and try to like make some money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and put some stuff out and, and get like a um, logo and all that cool stuff. That's all I need to do is get a logo. But it was good having you, my friend. One more thing. Uh, it, was, it was great to be, be talking to you guys. I've been, like I said, you had so many great people on in the past. Was, you know, I've been waiting for my turn. Now I finally got it. I'm happy to talk to you guys and, you know, love to do it again. And one more thing before we go have a happy holiday. Holiday, Merry Christmas! Yeah, thank you. yeah, Merry Christmas to you and all the fans listening to the podcast. But not everybody celebrates. But you can say happy, happy Hanukkah. holiday, happy, happy Hanukkah, happy Chanukah. Or a holiday you celebrate, happy to it. <laughs> I'm happy to all the holidays out there. Yes, uh, that's exactly. Right. Except but, for this guy, Christmas is a humbug. Uh-uh. <laughs> But I, I enjoy having you on. Um, anytime you want to do something, you're always welcome. Because I'm planning on other things in the future, so we'll talk soon. About Absolutely. it? That'll be awesome. Okay. So this is Dan Sigori. Yep. With our special guest, Dave Reed. That's right. Have a good night. Good night, Bye, everybody. Take care.